Welcome to On Mic with Jordan Rich, an opportunity to chat with creative people, people who are having fun with what they're doing, and today's guest is no exception. His name is Jim O'Kane, fresh off the Airport Minute podcast, the Die Hard Minute podcast, and the Rocketeer Minute podcast, all of which we'll talk about. Jim has spent uh, a lot of hours trying to get your attention on the World Wide Web. He's the author of a great website that I was introduced to many years ago called tvdads.com, as well as the popular Bureau of Astonishing Explanations video productions. Jim's decided it's easier to talk or make videos than to type, hence all of this podcasting stuff, as he says. Now, I'd like you to hear just a very brief clip of the Apollo 13-minute podcast, which features every minute of that classic film from the 1990s, Apollo 13. Here's how it opens up. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Apollo 13 Minute, a show where each and every day, Monday through Friday, we go over one minute of probably the greatest space history movie ever made, the 1995 Ron Howard-directed feature, Apollo 13. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of tvdads.com. Chris Henry is on assignment, as we say uh, today. But uh, in, in his place, and instead, uh, we have a, a wonderful guest returning to the Apollo 13-minute microphones, uh, the, the lady with the keys to one of the best buildings in Washington, D.C., <laughs> uh, Dr. Jennifer Lavasser. Uh, Jennifer, thanks so much for being uh, back with us. Uh, happy to be here, of course. And, of course, we had to bring you in because this is the all-important moment, the moment that, that every every kid on a school trip wants to ask about. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's going potty in space. So here, here, we, here we are on a, on a bright, sunny uh, April 13th, uh, day three of the mission. And uh, we get to see a lot of equipment that you get to um, uh, preserve for future generations. Yeah, that's true. And that's what makes my, you know, I like to think that minutes like this, minutes of movies like this really give me a job. This is yeah. the reason I am here. Jim O'Kane, who, by the way, is a real rocket scientist in his day job, but someone who loves to explore, loves to be creative, and is such a dear friend. I'm thrilled to welcome him. Terrific to talk with you again, to be with you again after so many nights, late nights on radio. Welcome back. Yeah, it's kind of odd in the uh, daytime, <laughs> but thanks for having me on, Jordan. It's well, great being here. you look even better in the daytime, so Thank we'll start you. with that. It's been a great relationship that uh, we began one Father's Day, I believe, when we took a look at a website called tvdads.com, which you started back in, I think, 96, and that became the essence of our getting together on an annual basis on Father's Day. Tell the <laughs> podcast audience, if you will, how how that all came about. Sure. It, it, well, way back when the internet was just, you know, the earth was cooling and the internet was just coming yeah. up, uh, I had wanted to be a web programmer. I wanted to find out. I'd been in uh, computer programming for a while, but I hadn't done anything with the web. And I thought, well, the two things I knew about, I was a single dad uh, to two lovely children, and I was also a, an avid TV watcher. I watch way too much TV. <laughs> So where I went with that was I thought, well, I could make a website about TV and I could write about single dads on television. And I thought, oh, there must be a maybe a dozen, maybe who knows, uh, you know, like Andy Griffith, things like that. And I thought, OK, I'll make a short one. So I built a site with, I think, a dozen uh, dads on it. 
And I started getting letters back from people saying, hey, that's a great one, but you forgot. What about Sanford and Son? What about <laughs> Land of the Lost? What about uh, you know, uh, Full House? And one thing led to another, and suddenly I had hundreds of readers and thousands of readers, and then millions of readers. Mm. <laughs> it started getting a little bit heady. Well, I, I can just say this, that when we had you on, the calls would just pour in from people who wanted to add their favorites. Yeah, and it, it was, I, I sort of became the Puxatani Phil of Father's Day. I, I would be on uh, around Father's Day. People would be asking to, to you know, give me a list of who your favorite dads are. So it became kind of an annual thing. And, and what were the parameters? Because you're right, you started out with a dozen or so that are, are most obvious. But tell our, our, our audience here what the parameters were. Oh, sure. Well, we had, uh, I had to develop rules, and I, I wound up with four of them. The, uh, the four rules of uh, single dads kind of eliminates a lot of extra ones that, you know, anybody eventually is some form of a single dad or another on TV. Um, but there were basically four rules, and uh, easy to remember. They're all based on characters on TV. The first one was the Mindy McConnell rule, which was you had to be the head of the, 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 basically, you had to live with your children if you were a single dad. Mindy McConnell's dad on Mork and Mindy was a single dad, but he didn't live with Mindy. Uh, Mindy lived with Mork, so he didn't count. And uh, the second one being the uh, Grandpa Munster Mortgage Act, which was you had to be the head of the household in where you were residing. So if you picture Grandpa Munster from the Munsters, he was a single dad to Lily, but Herman was the head of that That's household. That's of course right. Yeah, he was yeah. the breadwinner. So uh, then third, the one that came, comes up the most is the Mike Brady clause, which you have to be a single dad for the majority of the run of the series. And uh, the biggest problem there is but Mike Brady was a single dad, but only for the first 20 minutes of episode one of the Brady Bunch. <laughs> That's right. And uh, all those squares came together and they yeah, remained exactly. together for so, years. And, and there, there became a whole bunch of things like the Mike Brady clock. Different series would have... Uh, single, you know, dads who would suddenly become single, um, like Ned on The Simpsons after he lost his wife in that uh, T-shirt uh, cannon accident. Oh, yes, yes. So, uh, yeah, d different things like that. We'd have clocks going on for all these different dads and finding out whether they were actually going to become a true single dad. And then, of course, the fourth one, which is the, um, the Skipper's Little Buddy exclusion, which <laughs> you don't have to be a dad to be a single dad. You can be an uncle or you can be, you have to be the legal guardian to whoever you're single dadding. So if you picture like Uncle Jesse on uh, the Dukes of Hazard, Uncle Jesse was a single dad, even though he was an uncle, he took care of Bo and Luke and uh, Daisy. Wow. You just said Uncle Jesse. I thought full house immediately. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's many Uncle Jesse. There's a lot of them, I guess. <laughs> so th this has been a, a labor of love for you, obviously. And, and describe what it feels like to get that kind of feedback. It must be thrilling. It's very unusual. I mean, I thought maybe a couple of people will look at this, but the idea that there's hundreds of thousands of people reading this or millions, you know, it, it, it it's just a little thing, but the, the world kind of expanded for me on that point. I would mm -hmm. get... I would get feedback from, you know, from people talking about their own experiences as being single dads. And some of it was very poignant and a lot of it was funny. And then I would hear from entertainment places like, well, like CBS or ABC. And they would, they would send me screeners for different new shows that were coming out. And they'd invite me to Hollywood to go interview, <laughs> you know, and be sitting down on right. those, well, you've been in the chairs with the, you know, where they're shooting the B-roll and stuff. And it's just like, I can't believe I'm just running a little website, guys. You don't have to be so nice to me. It's, but, uh, it's, it's truly incredible. I know you told me about some of the, 
actors and some of the big names. Uh, you want to share a few of them? Yeah, I mean, the first one that I ever had was uh, I, I, where I lived at the time in Winchester, Virginia. We had a, a parade in our town every year, the Apple Blossom Festival, and we'd invite a celebrity uh, to be the Grand Marshal. And the particular year that I had started doing this, 1999, uh, Dan Aykroyd was in town. He was the uh, Grand Marshal. And I signed up for press credentials using my website as the, as the basis of what I, you know, what I qualified for. And I got a press pass. And I went into this little press conference with Dan Aykroyd, and he had just been on a show called Soul Man, where he was a single dad and he was a preacher. And his show had just gotten canceled. And all I did was ask him, why did the show get canceled? What happened? Because it had good ratings. And all of a sudden, Dan Aykroyd launched into this tirade against the uh, powers that be mm. at ABC. And he just gave me all this information about how it was, you know, it's terrible about how all these different people were conspiring against him. And, I was, yeah, and he came down and, and talked to me some more, and I turned it into an article on my uh, website, and there I was, best buddies with uh, Dan Aykroyd for a couple of minutes. That's great. We're talking with Jim O'Kane, longtime friend of mine and a very, very bright fellow uh, whose real life is all about science and computers and probably a bunch of other stuff that I don't understand. But his hobbies have turned into quite an experience, tvdads.com, which, uh, again, I don't know the number of shows we did live on 50,000 watts, but it's got a, it's got a top a dozen. I know that. Oh, easily, yeah. We, we spent most of my, my children grew into adults in the time that we exactly. were on your show. So the other projects uh, involve podcasts, and that's what I'm all about these days. And you've done some very creative things, and you're obviously a movie fan, as I am, a movie and TV fan. Let's talk about the Apollo 13 minute and the whole idea of breaking a film that's maybe two hours into minute segments. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I, I had been listening to podcasts as they became popular about five or six years ago. And I started listening to a podcast called the Star Wars Minute. Uh, two good friends of mine uh, named Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson have really pioneered this format where you take any movie, a lot, mostly typically a popular movie if you want a lot of listeners, and uh, you take one minute of screen time and turn it into a 20 to 30 minute episode where you discuss everything going on in that minute, what's happening in the plot, the characters involved, how the special effects were made, uh, what the bigger cultural significance of that minute would be. And this has kind of blossomed into a whole uh, cottage industry. Uh, a lot of people are doing the movies by minutes um, mm. format. And I decided to get into it with one of my favorite movies, the uh, 1970 Ross Hunter movie, <laughs> Airport. Yes. Uh, not to be confused with Airplane, but the right. actual, the, the old Dean Martin and Burt Lancaster George and the Kennedy. snow coming down right, in the right. middle of uh, Chicago. And uh, I, I dipped my toe in the waters with that, and it took off fantastically. We talked with uh, a couple of people that were in the movie. I wound up having my final episode. I had a very short conversation with Jacqueline Bissett. Oh, that must have been engaging and it was just it was fascinating but we also had people like the movie was filmed in minneapolis st paul airport back in 1970 and i talked with the counterpart of well basically he's the real life burt lancaster mm. so 
and I asked him, when did you find out that your job was the same as Burt Lancaster's in the movie Airport? And he said, well, about two minutes ago when you told me. So <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I, I was a guest on that uh, particular episode. Yes, yeah. Uh, particular and podcast. You were el- eloquent as always. And the Apollo 13 Minute is more recent in terms of its production, and I was also a recent guest on that. And that uh, is an amazing film, obviously, because it's based on history and, and real science and, and some great heroism. Uh, why did you pick it? Why was, why was it your choice? It became—I mean, I've always had an interest in space and aviation. I worked in the aerospace business for a number of years. I have a, I have a master's degree in space studies, so— it's uh, it's kind of an obsession for me. And uh, after having the experience of doing Airport, then I produced the Die Hard Minute, and I also uh, created and produced the Rocketeer Minute, the 1991 uh, Disney film. Once we got into the Rocketeer Minute, uh, my co-host, uh, Hal Bryan, who is uh, head of social media for the Experimental Aircraft Association, mentioned that he knew a lot of contacts with people in the uh, aerospace industry, Mm -hmm. and Apollo 13 would be a great one to do. And so he couldn't do the the Apollo 13 uh, podcast, but he recommended a close friend of his, Chris Henry, who's my current co-host on Apollo 13. And Chris has the, uh, the gift for knowing and being good friends with lots of astronauts, especially Apollo era astronauts. Mm. So we've been fortunate to have uh, Fred Hayes, who was the actual lunar module pilot on Apollo 13. Um, we're hoping to have shortly uh, Frank Borman from Apollo 8. And in an upcoming episode, uh, I don't think I'm giving away too much, but we're going to have Jim Lovell. So. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's really fun and informative, and there's a lot to talk about with every minute of that film. question is, do you guys plan on doing, let's see if I can figure this out, if there's 60 minutes in an hour, then the film is to 120 episodes, give or take? Yeah, it's going to actually be 140, I oh. think, is the, the total for uh, for Apollo 13. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go through 140 minutes. Wow. The- and it's it's very surprising. I mean, when we did Rocketeer Minute, uh, it had been out very briefly, about a week. And I got a tweet from uh, Norway one middle of the night, and it said, love your show. Uh, have a lot of interesting stories. Can I be on it? Signed, Billy Campbell, the Rocketeer himself. The star. And uh, yeah, he so he came on, and we wound up having him on for about thirty episodes. Oh. And uh, he's a good friend uh, in just doing that, and it's just fantastic being able to talk with him about the well, making let, of the movie. Let's explore what what we're talking about here and the beauty of where we are technologically. And you can be wherever you are, and Billy can be wherever he is, and we can all get together, so to speak. Uh, this is opening up all kinds of communication dreams, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean, this is one of those uh, what they call pajama shows. You can do you can do this in the the privacy of your own home, and as long as you have a nice microphone and a good solid internet connection, you can interview around the world. I mean, that's what we're doing now. I'm I'm half a continent away from you. You, you indeed are. I'm in Boston. You're in Texas, and uh, you know, the, to the listeners, you might as well be right here with me. And in a sense, you are. But it, that's really incredible. And and as I've talked about podcasting with. Uh, others in my realm, I mentioned always that, you know, we used to be in radio, uh, an elite group, and uh, we still are to a certain extent. But this opens up the chance for anybody to do their own content delivered radio show in a sense. It's really cool. And you are unlimited by things like time and you don't have to worry about hitting a commercial break and things like that. It's wherever you want to design your show and what, what you want to do around it. So how much of your time, Jim, is spent on this 
pursuit that you enjoy so much? Oh, too much probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, might, I might spend maybe an hour to an hour and a half a day. I do, uh-huh. I do a couple of episodes, but then what we'll do is we'll bank maybe five shows and then I get a, you know, a week off. And it just depends. But the thing is, we can do just because the movie is in order from one, two, three, we don't have to do one, two, three. We can record episode eight and go back to episode three. Right. And then play them in order. But that means uh, the, the the knowledge of the film from scene to scene or minute to minute. It, there's a. I just want to make the point. There's a lot of preparation and a lot of work to pull this off. Yeah, well, that's that's for sure. Prep, prep is like in anything. Prep, you know, preparation, being able to do something, always helps in your final production. So the yeah. best thing you can do is what I usually do is I'll write out a summary of each minute, and then give it to my guests, give it to the other host. And that way we all have a common framework to go off of. Even something simple like having a list of the cast members so you can say, oh, that's right, this person's in this particular minute. So you can talk about that actor or uh, this, you know, the, right. how the scene is set up. Right. Dare I ask if this one, uh, well, this one will complete its run when it does. Do you have others in mind? Can you share with us some of your wish list? Yeah, we've got a couple coming up. I'm going to be, uh, we had to go on hiatus because my other co-host for a James Bond minute that we're doing uh, had to, he's actually writing a book about James Bond, so we had to pause that, but we're going to go back to uh, Diamonds Are Forever. Oh. And I've got, next year we're premiering the Hitchcock minute with the movie North by Northwest. Oh, that sounds, both are great choices. And uh, I'll just quote one line from Diamonds Are Forever, but of course you are, my dear. And I think you know where that line comes from in the yes. casino. Uh, well, Jim, uh, congratulations. I, I mean that because you're not only having fun, but you're spreading the fun and allowing people to enjoy something really special, particularly movie fans who just dig this kind of stuff as I do. And it's been an honor for me to sort of participate with your podcast. And I'm thrilled you're you know, able to do one of mine. This is great. Jordan, it's always uh, wonderful being with you. And in this newest endeavor of yours, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I I like the fact that I can pick you up anywhere. I don't have to wait until midnight to hear your voice. (laughs) And let me ask you uh, to tell our audience how they can best reach you. What's the best way to connect with Jim? Uh, You can find, if you go out to Apollo13minute.com, Apollo13minute.com, I have a contact button there. Mm-hmm. You can always reach me on my email, jim at tvdads.com. Okay. Or wherever fine podcasts are. <laughs> wherever fine. Well, listen, uh, it's wonderful to reunite, maybe not in the flesh, so to speak, but as close to reuniting as possible. You're a great, great friend, and I'm thrilled you're having so much fun. And thank you again for, uh, for spending a little time with me in the daytime. Well, thanks for having me on, and also thanks for being on my show. This is Jordan thanking you for listening to On Mike with Jordan Rich, available on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and, of course, Android. Appreciate you subscribing, downloading, rating, and reviewing this podcast if you get a chance. On Mike is produced at Chart Productions in Boston. Until next time, be well so you can do good.